Welcome to Something to Drink About. I'm Alex Van Amberg, a certified sommelier with the Court of Master Sommeliers and a certified specialist of wine with the Society of Wine Educators. And my name is Christy Collins. I am Alex's wife, and I'm a yoga teacher, and I used to be an actress in That's LA. That's true. Yeah. So uh, the way this works is that uh, Christy knows nothing about wine. I know a little bit about wine. And we tend to go through a wine and just kind of see where it takes us, kind of break it down, talk about where it is, where it's from, and where we're going with it. You can hear us on... Ooh, wait. This is number 10. This is number 10. This is episode 10. We've now done... This will be our 10th episode. You can hear us on iTunes. No, no. You can hear us wherever you can hear podcasts. Okay, that didn't come out right. You can hear us wherever podcasts are presented you can hear us on all podcast sites we'll just <laughs> wait for this i guess <laughs> including itunes so you can hear us on itunes stitcher spotify anchor anchor number of other places we're amazing we're all over the place we have a facebook page but like us on facebook instagram dash thing to think about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're on instagram as well Ooh, i love how you have a little cloche around the wine uh, well, yeah i have a wine cloche so now I'm I'm actually surprised. Yes. Although I now know what color it is. Well, you're supposed to know what color it is. It's mm-hmm. kind of anyway. We didn't do our our wine ting. Oh well, we should do our wine ting. Right, because that's part of the opening, and you're supposed to kind of guide me through this. I'm the talent. I follow your structure. Right. Okay. Well, welcome to something to drink about. <laughs> is that better? Are you happy? Now? Yes. Awesome. Now okay. we've done our cheesy wine ting. Excellent. Well, Tink. very good. So, uh, I, uh, where are we going to go? So, yeah, sorry it's been a little while since the last podcast, but uh, we've been sick in our family. You can tell because I've got, like, the Demi Moore voice. Does anybody even know who Demi Moore is anymore? What? Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you just blinking? Right. Okay, well, it's just like, lowered a few octaves. Does anybody... Well, I mean, the last thing I remember Demi, Demi Moore was, like, G.I. Jane. Yeah, I remember that. That's not exactly the husky voice I think you're giving me here. Well, I could go a little lower. You know what? As we go on, my voice is going to start to crack up because that's what it's been doing in yoga classes. I start out strong and then it gets it to this real heavy, chesty, smoky type voice. Yeah, sounds good. Both sounds ways. amazing. Right. So anyway, uh, wine, shall we? Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do we have in our glass today, Christy? What does it look like? I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that movie that she did. The movie with, it was the ensemble piece with the rat pack. Not the rat pack. The brat pack. What was the ensemble piece with the brat pack? Demi Moore. St. Elmo's Fire. Judd Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. St. Elmo's Fire. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so it's red. It's a little tawny red. I have to say, I see the brown. I see a little, a little, um, it's not as garnety as the other reds we've done. Right? Do mm-hmm. you see the tawny color? Uh, I don't see tawny, but I, oh. I, 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 you know, for me. Darn it. And it, it may be because you're not, uh, the background you're holding it up against is a darker background and the brown of the table may be reflecting through the wine. Oh. So um, well, let me give you this piece of paper here and let's see how that works. Well, I am looking at it. So it's... look at it through the glass. Tip it away. Uh, tip oh, it away. yeah. And no. did, do, you see, do you see the brown still? No. Okay. Now I see like raspberry pink and so pretty. Yeah. I no, do see. A... I mean, it's not as bright and cherry like the others. Okay. 
So I see a little tiny. So this one's it's dark, it's deep, it's purple, um, and it, there's a little transition to the edge, but that transition isn't really indicating age. I don't think it indicates. Um, I mean, a thinning it's still of the pink line, at the edge. It is still pink at the edge. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, the color is so dark you can't even see through it. it but is, if I put it up against the footstool, which is like a tan color, then it is tawny. <laughs> okay, we don't want to go there. <laughs> This wine is a crystal clear white, but when I hold it up against the red book, it's a red wine. It like changes. It's like you magic. Are blinking at me a lot tonight. <laughs> these are some these are some stunning comments that I'm having to field well, over. Well, I've so I'm been not quite in bed sure. for several days, so good for you. Hey, yeah, bragging is unattractive. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't fun. So, uh, so we have a purple wine in our glass. Well, what does it smell like, Christy? I would call it cherry or garnet. Okay. You know, I, I actually, I meant to mention this um, before, but Wine Folly. If you like um, great graphics, Wine Folly is an awesome website, and they have some great posters and stuff for sale. And one of their posters is like 30 different wine colors, and they're all true color types. It's an amazing poster. It's like 35 bucks. Why don't we have it? Because uh, we don't have 35 bucks. So. No. <laughs> But Wine Folly, I, I love to recommend them. I don't get paid for that, but I think that... Just sell uh, something on Craigslist. There's a... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there, um, it's all run by a psalm named Madeline Puckett, and she does, or Pouquet, however you pronounce her last name. She does a great job. Makes wine really accessible, and it's fun. Wine Folly. Go there. Wine Folly. So they have the posters with the wine colors, and I was thinking we actually should invest in one of those yeah. because I think it'll help give us some Agreed. common terminology that'll help. You don't like my cherry, blackberry, garnet, grape colors? Well, those are good, but they do seem to kind of run the gauntlet, don't they? Well, I keep this saying this wine them is kind over... of a cherry, grape, black, red, <laughs> light red, pink color. But I was that... kind of excited that it was tawny, <laughs> not realizing it was the footstool and well, not the that's wine. That's an important thing, is, is actually because you see a lot of people in pictures holding their wine glasses up to the sky, looking through them, trying to judge the color. So what you what the background of your wine is is going to change the color of your wine. So that's important to keep in mind. So you know when I'm when I'm doing, you know what I love. I love that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't, it's not like this is scripted, right? We don't know what's going to happen. And I make these like little, I don't know if they're mistakes or I just make these observations. And then all of a sudden we realize, oh, we can teach everybody to put a piece of white paper behind your glass and then you can have a distinct color. Or, or more of a true color. It's like kind of white balancing your true, camera. True, true color. So you don't like distinct? Distinct is good, Christy Cullen. Thank you. Are so, you making fun of my Sullivan yeah. S's? Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you. I have just being clear because we don't need to go back to like 2002 when you started that little speech and I thought we all had a little voice together. I thought it was fun and kicky. We did all have a little voice no, together. we didn't know. We didn't know that it was based on my Sullivan S's. Yes, I did learn this two oh, years this ago. Oh, this is good. Oh, is it? Did you already taste it? Yeah, I'm supposed to taste it. it. We haven't even smelled it yet. Well, then get on it. Come on. Okay. Stop talking about your syllabanesses and start sniffing. Uh, How's Esther today? Esther's alcohol. Esther smells like alcohol today. Okay. Well, this is where I start. My heart starts beating faster, and I start thinking, "Am I going to come up with some unique phrases to say?" Well, it's it's okay to be nervous, and and there's okay. nothing. That, I mean. Honestly, it's just wine. It's just grape juice. At the end of the day, it's just grape juice. And part of this is that it should be fun and not frightening. So, uh, I mean, I know that's a catchphrase people are going to get sick of. But I, I get so t frustrated with people who put too much pressure on themselves about this. And I completely understand. But don't. It's okay. just grape juice. If you're going to smell anything, so what? 
at the end of the day, it's just here to be drunk. Right. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't. Okay. Smell. It's soft. It's its intensity is low. Is it? Yeah. I mean, there's not. You have to kind of you have to kind of bury your nose in the glass to get something out of this one. Okay, I'm burying. Mm-hmm. So um, something we talked about earlier, and I'll bring it back again, is you can tell the intensity of a wine by how quickly you can smell it. So if you're holding it down near your chest, and right, you can't like smell that it, one... really low intensity, near your chin, medium intensity. If right. you have to stick your nose in the glass, it's a low intensity wine. Okay. And that's good to know. I mean, not every wine is pungent. 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 It's a great word. Say it eight times, and then it won't make sense anymore. Pungent. Crusty, 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 crusty. Okay. So, um, soft nose on this one. I'll, I'll follow up on that one. To me, this was a very soft nose. Um, there's not a lot going on with it. It does, I mean, there is alcohol there. There is a smell of grape. There's a smell of, I'm getting like really light cinnamon, possibly, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I smell the A little bit cinnamon. of baking spice in there. Possibly vanilla behind it. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I love it smells it a little you... bit like dried fruits, like currants and craisins, um, you know, in there, like dried ones though. I mean, like, you know, how you open the bag of You can't of really smell dried fruits that well. Okay. That's the thing is that dried fruits right. are hard to smell, but they're, they're distinctly different than fresh fruits. So much. Yeah. So different. Go ahead and taste the wine and tell me what you think. Okay. I'm not going to slurk it though. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to taste it. I'm super nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous tonight. It's like, it's just you. Right. <laughs> And then it's okay for me to point out to our audience that you're pouring wine down your shirt. Am I? Uh-huh. Oh, my God, I am. <laughs> Whatever. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, that's really funny. <sighs> so anyway, have you tried the wine yet? I don't know. I was going to start talking about my shelf catching the wine, but I'll, I won't digress. Okay. It's bright and happy and yummy and delicious and sharp and kind of um, a little dry. A lot mm-hmm. dry. So uh, so what are you getting? I have getting... lots of words. Did you hear them? Uh, that was, was lots of words. Are you getting fruit or what are the... I'm getting heat. It feels getting... good. Heat. Yeah, no, it's delicious. Right? Mm-hmm. It feels really good. Like the after glow is... Yummy. Good. Okay. Why are you so um let's let's put some more terms to it than there's just afterglow. Like what are you getting out of the wine? Are you getting are you getting um you know like anything you smelled in there, any of that craisin dried fruit, or is it taste more like a fresh fruit or a rich fruit, ripe fruit, jammy fruit, stewed fruit, no fruit, you're a fruit, fruit of the Well, I used all these words, but I don't taste I mean, of course it smells I mean, tastes like grapeish. Uh huh. But it tastes bright and sharp and dry. Okay, those are great words. Those are the strongest feelings I get from it. Okay, so you're having an emotional response, but your palate isn't picking up anything distinct or personal, or or individual. Do you think that my cold could be interfering here? Depends. How much Nyquil have you had? None. Really? None tonight. Nice change of pace. Yeah. Well, mm, this wine tastes green. And Nyquilly <laughs> does it. <laughs> I feel the heat. This is Sudafetti. <laughs> so this wine, I mean, to me, this has got a lot of that blackberry to it. Um, it's got um, like maybe boysenberry. They're black fruits. Oh, I taste boysenberry. Mm-hmm. Boy, like not ripe boysenberry just before it's ripe. That like mm-hmm. reddish boysenberry. That's like slightly green under cranberry-ish, sharpish. So yeah. I do get the cranberry now. 
Yeah, do you get um like cinnamon, nutmeg, spices, any I of get, that vanilla? I smell more cinnamon and I smell the vanilla. Especially when you say it, then mm-hmm. I can smell that. And now I'm trusting that it's not just a lie that you're not you're not right. brainwashing me. I'm not I'm not joining your cult. Well, I mean, it is easy to – we're so desperate for words that anything anybody gives us is something we can hang on to. And plus it's that whole phantom thing. You know, it's like maybe it doesn't exist until someone tells you it exists and then suddenly it all exists. It's a cult. It, yeah. yeah. It's cult. Alex's wine cult. Marriage is a cult. So. <laughs> Marriage is a cult. So let's Give do something we haven't done money. before. This is new. Um, so Really? You're not going to go there with me? Would you say this was an old it's world wine or a new world wine? going there with me. <laughs> I'm going to say old world, but I have okay. really no idea. I don't see the, um, you know, the edges. You said the edges, which are an old world wine. Mm, no, I said it would be to an older wine. So do you know what the difference between old world and new world wine is? Absolutely. Old and new. <laughs> <laughs> so an old world wine is pretty much any European wine. And a new world wine is anything that's not really grown in Europe. So if it's from France or Spain or Italy, uh, Germany, that's what they consider old world because the European is where wine really started, the European continent. New world wines are Australia or South Africa, America, um, New Zealand, um, Chile, uh, Uruguay. All those places are considered new world wines. And there is actually a distinct stylistic difference between the two. That usually can be determined um, the more you, you taste different wines. And almost every wine we've done so far has been a new world wine. Okay. So would you say this is consistent with the style of wines that we've had so far? No. Okay. What is different about this wine? It tastes dirty. Okay. What do you mean by dirty? Brown chicken, brown wow. This tastes all brown chicken, brown cow, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it tastes like Van Nuys in the summertime. <laughs> What on earth is she doing over there? Well, let's talk some more about our history as actors. <laughs> there are different types of film you can do. There's old okay, world films and new let's world films. not even go there. Okay, nobody needs to Google us. Brown chicken, brown cow. Anyway. So um, the difference between old world and new world. So this tastes older to you or old worldy to you um, Okay, it tastes. I worked at that French restaurant uh-huh. on um, Beverly Drive. Melrose. It was on Melrose. Date seekers. It's not there anymore, but it was really good. And we had a, how do you say the word sommelier? That's so embarrassing. Sommelier. Sommelier. We had a female sommelier. At the time, she was one of the only. Sommelier. Yeah, sommelier. (laughs) She was one of the only. I think you need to move the L forward a little bit. Okay, we're doing good. Anyway, you had a female sommelier. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Working at the restaurant. And she would taste me on wine. She's actually the best teacher I ever had um, in learning how to be a host. Oh. And how to take care of people, how to remember people's names, how to remember what they order, mm-hmm. um, just really how to – the things that you did as a bartender when I hired you, remember that? Um, <laughs> just saying that I was his manager for a minute. And um, – <laughs> A very long minute. <laughs> um. What was I saying? Oh, so... We all wonder. <laughs> you were talking about the female sommelier at the French restaurant you worked at on Melrose. Yeah. And you know what? No. Okay. Well, I don't want to tell her story because I might... 
have to look up her name and find mm-hmm. out who she is because I forget her name because I forget names. Interestingly enough, this podcast is only supposed to be about 25 to 30 minutes. Um, but this story sounds like it could take all of 45 to 50 minutes. She was a fascinating woman and I loved her. Great. Anyway. So how is this relevant to Old World, New World? or Because the it tastes like the wines that she used to, she used to give me and she used to teach me to taste wines, which was, I wasn't interested. So, so the wines she was teaching to taste, what kind of wines were those? French. French wines. So I'm going to say Old World just because it kind of reminds me of Of the French wines. wines. Okay. Do you remember any of the types of wines she used to try? And were they Bordeaux wines, Burgundy wines? Well, I remember Petite Syrah. Okay. That was my favorite one. Okay. I don't know what this is, but um, I mean, that was a long, that was 2000. Right. So that was 19 years ago. That's. So any guesses then, um, so this wine tastes kind of old world to you. Any guesses about what kind of grape it is? I'm just going to say Petite Syrah because it's really what I know. Okay. Well, um, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. I got one right last time. So I thought from here on out, I'm good. My ego is flying high. (laughs) I have found my wine seat. I am there. Crash. It was a mistake giving you headphones so you could hear yourself. I don't know that you're talking to me anymore. <laughs> I like the headphones. I feel so professional with my own, what do you, microphone. <laughs> uh, this one may be for the uh, for the ages. We may just okay. never publish this one. <laughs> no, we got to publish it. Come on. So what's in the glass? What else are people going to do? So it's, okay. so it's red, it's wet. It's, They're it's, cleaning. It's, they need something to listen to. Here we are. Can you gesture less emphatically with your <laughs> wine glass? Because I'm worried that it's, our beige carpet's going to start. <laughs> okay, talk to me. What? Because her legs are going now. Look okay. at that. She's pretty legs. So this actually is, uh, it's a Zinfandel. Um, oh. It's a Zinfandel wine. It's a red Zinfandel from California. Oh, and I, really? Yeah. So I didn't get any of it right. You got None that it was red it. wine. You got that one right? 100%. I did. Yeah. I got the dirty taste because mm-hmm. Zinfandel is a little dirty. Is it? Yes. For you. Okay. No, that's, I mean, that's perfectly valid. If that's, there are signature tells. Okay. So like Petite Syrah, you mentioned Petite Syrah. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think of Petite Verdot. Petite Verdot, which is a different grape than Petite Syrah, uh, to me always has a little bit of a blue ink taste to it. You know how, uh, did you ever have like Bic pen oh, yeah. when you were a kid? Chew him? And you chew on the Bic pen and then yeah, suddenly then the you time. go to smile at your friend or, or God forbid a girl. Oh and, no, you're and, just sitting in and class. And your teeth are all blue yes. and yeah, and suddenly you're laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That mm-hmm. taste, that indelible taste that is stuck in my memory. There's a hint of that in every Petite Verdot I try. So that for me is a distinct tell. Now I'm not the only person who gets that, but not everyone gets that from a Petite Verdot. So if Zinfandel has a signature dirty taste to you, then that's good. That means that you should be able to identify that, tie that to that Zinfandel, and if it's consistent with other Zinfandels you have, then you've got a, a tell. I remember Zinfandels as being darker and richer and deeper. Than this wine? Yes. Okay. When's the last time you had a red Zinfandel? Wow. Well, wow. I had a white Zinfandel a few weeks ago. That's true, you did. So, um, <laughs> well, that ties the whole story together now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> So Just this is, calling back. So this uh, is actually uh, Segacio's um, Home Ranch Zinfandel, 2013, coming out of Alexander Valley in California. And um, the Alexander Valley is uh, a little more towards the Pacific from the Napa Valley. 
mm-hmm. uh, and it shares some similarities with Napa Valley. It is a it's a it has that very rich soil. It has a very rich growing climate. Um, that uh, but it also is slightly cooler. So you're getting a slightly different grape profile. But Zinfandel is, um, it's actually got a really fascinating story, which I'll be happy to bore people with. Oh, please do tell. Oh, tell you want to tie it in? Story. Okay, here's a tie in. Croatia. Okay. Really? Remember when we talked about Croatian, the Croatian winemaker with the Nobolo icon? Because he lent to Zinfandel? Wait, Sorry, say that Zinfandel. again. Okay, so the Croatian winemaker, Nobolo, left Europe and went to New Zealand, right? Yes. Well, here's another Croatian. Yes, I remember. Okay, okay. here's another Croatian thing because this grape is actually Croatian in heritage. They didn't know what it was for years. It's been growing all over in California. Uh, Zinfandel's everywhere, and they didn't know what it was uh, for a hundred years. And it came over with some Italians. They thought. And why are you gesturing at me? I just want you to take it because I don't want to drink anymore, and I want to listen to your story and not spill it on my shelf. <laughs> well, I appreciate you're not wanting to spill that. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So Segacio is actually another family name. This is an Italian family name. So Eduardo Segacio came to California in 1890. Um, okay. Or, yeah, about then. And so this winery, this wine-growing plantation, the Segacio family, has been there for over 120 years in California making wine. Um, they didn't actually start making wine for public consumption until the 1980s, but they've been growing Zinfandel grapes for as long as... What were they growing grapes for then? Other people. Oh, he was a farmer. Oh, so he's just farming grapes. Yeah, and he was farming grapes, and they they actually um they they were one of the few grape growing uh, people to survive prohibition because they sold their grapes to other people who were buying them and making wine for church. And, uh, <laughs> and which I is, bet a lot of people made wine for church. Well, there was during the prohibition, very few people had dis, uh, dispensation. Very few wineries had dispensation to make sacramental wine. But people were also making these grape bricks with the idea that you could – so you, you take your grape must, right? You press your grapes and you take some of the juice and then you take the grape must. And then you, you make a brick out of it and you, you sell the brick um, with careful instructions about what you do with your grape brick. You do not take your grape brick. You do not put it in a five-gallon bucket. You do not cover it with water. You do not add one pound of sugar. You do not leave it stored in a warm, dark place for about a month and then strain it off because it will make it an alcoholic beverage. So you want to be very careful with me? your wine brick. That's grape brick. So I want a grape brick. <laughs> didn't make good wine, but That's it made alcoholic so wine. That's so cute. That, well, like, did it matter? It was prohibition. That was a great story. Yeah. So, um, it was a great story. Eduardo Segesio and his family. Okay. This fifth generation is now doing this. They've been making wine since the 1980s. Do they still make bricks? Mm, good question. I wonder if they do, like, an honorary brick. That would be interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know if they ever made bricks. I just know that California wineries were doing Google that. Google it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the story of Zinfandel is actually, it's the same grape as the Italian Primitivo. Um, so it's it's Primitivo in Italy. It's, uh, it's Zinfandel in California. And this is the grape that they used to make bulk wine um, through, like, right after Prohibition for many years. And they didn't know what to do with it. But this is also the grape that the Sutter Home family, the Trinqueros, were trying to turn into a high-end uh, rich Bordeaux-style mm. red wine and ended up making white Zinfandel out of. So Thank the reason God. there's so many white Zinfandel, there's so many Zinfandel grapes in, the, the, the white Zinfandel saved these grapes. And for 30 years, they were making mostly white Zinfandel and no red Zinfandel. And finally, in the early 2000s, they realized this should be a red wine. 
Yeah, it's a really good wine. It's a delicious red wine. It's fantastic. It's so bright and yummy and delicious and warm and it has so many qualities to it. I would say it's one of my favorites. Yeah, no. So Do I say that every time? Uh, No. Okay. Not every time. I mean, you do have a lot of favorites, but that is more to do with my skill of being an excellent um, sommelier and a fantastic it husband. It really is. It and does have a lot to do with your skill. So soon I'm going to start putting wines in front of you that you can't stand to watch your face because that'll be fun too. <laughs> <laughs> and there was the one nasty wine that was uh, that was Ooh. oxidated. That one. Remember that one? Oh, so yeah. That was, that was not a win, but that was, valuable lessons were learned from that. Every wine drinking experience contains a valuable lesson. I agree. If you and you it. never know what lesson you're going to learn, like the white piece of paper. Exactly, like the white piece of paper. Right? And then my favorite thing I think you've taught me so far is to ask yourself when you look at a bottle of wine, look at the year and say, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. What was I doing in 2013, which we've already covered? It was a tough year for us, moving, lots of asthma, lots of illness, um, lots of relief once we got here, but still a really, really tough year. So I think that's interesting that we were having this really tough time and somebody else was making this bottle of wine and here it is 2019 and we're kind of having a date night with the wine. Yeah. Me and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm making you highly uncomfortable tonight. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Did you just stop this? No. We're still going. Oh. Oh, okay. So uh, this has been Psalm Thing to Drink About. We're doing a Sagacia 2013 Home Ranch Zinfandel. Uh, Are we done? Say that again. What? The name of the wine. (laughs) So the wine we're drinking tonight is a Sagacio 2013 Home Ranch Zinfandel from the Alexander Valley. So it is a California wine. Uh, Yeah. Did you say 2013? I did. Did I just like check out while you you were telling me the wine? like? Three times I checked out. Yeah. Why? Because you can't hear me in your earphones enough. Oh, I can hear you. I'm not that important. No, I This is your show with your sidekick, Sam. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, something to drink about. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Anywhere where you can hear podcasts. Not anywhere. Are... Nine different places, though. Nine times. Nine different. And this is our 10th episode. Who knew we could do 10 episodes? And there was something else. We have a Facebook page and... Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Instagram stories. Check out our Instagram stories, y'all. We don't have Instagram stories. Well, we got to get them because that's the new thing. (laughs) Okay, I've been reading about marketing. Full of baloney over there. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do everything, okay? (laughs) Right. (sighs) Right. All right, then. Um, you're going to need your glass then because we have to think. Oh, there you are. Thank you. Uh huh. So, thank you for joining us. This has been Something to Drink About. I'm Alex Van Amberg. And seriously, thank you for joining us. This is the most fun we've had in so long. And thank you for listening and just enjoying the wine and the experience and Alex's knowledge. See? I can pull it out. <laughs>